It's Deconversion Therapy Podcast. This is Bonnie. This is Karen-y. And um, we are here week maybe four or five of the quarantine. That just would be in case six. you're catching up. Week six? I think. Well, for you. Yep. Maybe. Yep. So, um, so that's what's happening in the world in case we say something and you're catching up on this a year from now. When things are lovely. Or we're Although. still here. <laughs> How's it going for you, Karen? Well, thank you, Bonnie. Um, it's It was hard this weekend. I hit a wall. It wasn't good. But I'm feeling better now. And one of the reasons is our Instagram. I don't know what's happening, but the last two posts especially... People are being very verbal on there. Um, <laughs> I've they're noticed that. stating their opinions. But no, it's really great. Like, I don't know if people also hit a wall or they're delirious or they're drunk or what it is, but we've gotten, you know, <laughs> a bunch of new followers and people definitely joining in and uh, commenting on things. And one woman even said, Oh, I didn't know this was also a podcast. So I'm I like, love that. Yeah, <laughs> come on over. Uh, but yeah, so go to Deconversion Therapy. It's on Instagram. I'm barely on Twitter. Yes, I saw you. You know who I'm talking about. Who tweeted at me <laughs> another Karen meme, which I appreciate. I'm the only Karen who likes them. Um but oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm not on Twitter much anymore. But Facebook group where everyone just does their own thing. And then, um, yeah, Instagram. You are a little ballsier than I am. And you got rid of a lot of the people from church on Facebook. But I, I always did. keep people around. I just put them on a break or whatever you do to not see their stuff. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, you can still be friends and I still would rescue you if you're dying, you know, or if you needed help with something, but I don't have to listen to, you know, garbage yeah. and, and mean stuff and stuff. <laughs> Anyhow, um, wow, that sounded like a good 12-year-old mentality. <laughs> I don't want to listen to garbage and mean stuff. But yeah. so guess who sends me a Facebook friend request? Jesus. <laughs> yes. Um uh, nope, our Sunday school teacher who got me to saying this to you, oh, who here we go. flipped me out that day and said she was going to pray for me. So Bonnie um, uh, has so awesome. a bug in her Bonnie. I have a bug up my ass about this woman. Right. So she sent you, she sent me one. Remember? Recently? Yeah, because we had talked about her on an episode, and you know how you <gasps> get, right. we were recording, and you know how those weird algorithms always in, give you an advertisement for something you've thought or said? Well, right. this one really went crazy because, yeah, then she tried to friend me right after that, yeah. and I joked about how she was an algorithm. That's right. What did you do? You didn't accept it, did you? Nope. See, that's... I'm fine to be like, doop, doop, nope, nope. Like, I just had so much of the negativity right. and uh, indirect negativity where they really just want to look at you. Yeah. And garner information that I'm like, eh, 
<laughs> well, I guess I should go back and explain a little bit for anybody who hasn't listened to all of these podcasts, uh, you know, with a fine tooth comb. That's not the right analogy, and I know that. But I was at Starbucks uh, maybe a year and a half ago and ran into her, and she was a Sunday school teacher, and she was a teacher in our Baptist school. Very and so nice. We chat. Very yeah. nice. Very totally. nice. Like one of the cooler ones, too. Definitely. So, we run into each other. We talk. She tells me about her kids. She asks me about me. It's a, just a very nice, oh, good to see you. She doesn't even live here anymore. It was a real fluke. So then half, you know, halfway to my car in the parking lot asks me where I'm going to church. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know why I didn't lie, but I didn't. And um, she tells me, I'm, I'm going to pray for you. Okay, which always makes me nuts. Like, either pray for me or don't, but why would you tell me you're gonna? Yep. So that I can see if it worked. Also, the fact that she sent you a friend request before she sent one to me (laughs) makes me feel second rate. Like, she's trying to get me now that she didn't get you, and she's trying to weasel into you through me. Or she felt... She picked up the vibe from you, and she was come to come through me to then get to me. Yep. <laughs> no. <sighs> she wants you because you were you were more Christiany. Yeah, and I did babysit for once. I think. Good Lord. Yeah. It's all the <laughs> one of us is in. One of us is in. So, okay. um, so that that happened to me today. And I will also give you another piece of excitement. I had to go to Costco, which I don't like. I feel like it's a nicer stepsister of Walmart. No, it's good. Well, it doesn't have a lot of atmosphere. Well, no. I don't think and they're people going. people are all walking around eating their damn samples, which I think is disgusting. Me too. Um, not anymore. <laughs> 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 the silver linings keep racking up. Yeah. Uh, people won't be walking around eating in freaking stores anymore. Yeah. Unless they've ripped the bag open like a proper 70s mother and daughter shopping. Um, so they had things I had never seen in the regular grocery store, <laughs> like a frozen pizza. A whole frozen pizza, and it had a cauliflower crust. And guess what? I came home and stuck it in the oven, and it was great. Not not as a substitute, you know, okay, but it was awesome. Yes. I'm so glad that you're discovering Costco that I'm now scared to go to. I can get overwhelmed with, like, the people and all that. If we've gone on a Saturday, I start oh. getting dizzy, and I have to go yep. sit in the car. But, um, yeah, they well, do it's nice now because they regulate how many people go in. Oh, so, that's right. Yeah. So, um, that was nice. Um, and you don't have to put makeup on anymore because you got a mask. True. True. So, uh, I've also decided to become a pescatarian. So I'll let you know how that goes. Oh, was that after the pizza? Was it a fish <laughs> it, pizza? Well, the pizza had vegetables on it. All right. <laughs> so... But I've just been reading so many articles about pork plants and their transmission of the disease. Oh, and then yeah. you see pork how they treat nasty. these poor animals. I know. And 
Ugh. I mean, a fish just looks like a dead-eyed <laughs> idiot anyway. I don't feel so bad, but God, cows are cute. They are, and it's very good for the environment. Uh, do you know about Meatless Mondays? So you can... No, the I last know. time you did this to me, it worked, so hit me up. All right, so Meatless Mondays is a movement started years ago, and it's just, you know, don't have meat on Mondays. Have your pasta and your cheese or whatever you want. Um, and... When you look at the statistics, I'm sure there's a website that goes with it, but if you look at the statistics, how much it saves the environment by not eating meat for that one day is insane. Really? Yeah, because how much water is needed in the uh, production you mean to, of like to one, hydrate the animals, to hydrate the animals, um, and then you have all the weird washing down and cleaning and this and that of the weird animal parts. So oh, okay. it's tons of <laughs> gallons of uh, water. But let's, interesting. All right, so let's fairy. talk about let's talk about letters. What letters? It's letter sewed. It's letter sewed. Letter sewed. Um, okay, so I just have one letter because so it's I magnificent and longer. So you get okay. to. There you go. That's I'll what she bring said. Bring it up. Huh? <laughs> okay, so I'm going to go with this one first. Let's see what they say about using their. Names. Who cares? It's our show. Funny. <laughs> uh, okay, it says, I do want my first name and city read on air if my story is chosen. Okay. Um, oh, it's Abby F. How's that? That's great. Hi, Abby. Hey. Dear Abby. <laughs> okay. Um, hi, Bonnie and Karen. After listening to the first few letter sods, and hearing the thrilling tales of demon possession <laughs> and Christian summer camp, <laughs> I remembered a tale of my own. A few years ago after graduating from college, yes, you guessed it, Christian college. Woo! <laughs> I found myself working at a Christian camp for the summer in order to give myself some time and space before having to enter the threatening abyss of the secular real world. That's right. You've just got to give your spirit some time. Got to give it the yeah. rest. Uh, I just, the whole idea of like having to go out into the real world too. I know. I, oh my gosh. I remember so many tales of, of learning about what was going on when I ran into these girls who didn't go to church, but they were my coworkers. I always, and they made me go out with them. <laughs> yep. I always thought out going into the real world, like I visualized us leaving college and stepping directly onto a street in New York City. Like it, it just had this weird visual for me, like that everything would change and become, you know, the and rat you had to race. wear fishnet stockings. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Walk around. Seeing if uh, guys would pick you up. Okay. Anyway, I wasn't a normal counselor. I worked on the production team, which meant I was part of the tech crew for worship sets, skits, and anything else that involved technology. 
I was also a part of the leadership team that led the high school campers, and that side of camp is where my story comes from. (laughs) Because I worked on the production team and not directly with the campers, I didn't have the same curfew or schedule as the other counselors, and usually didn't get back to my cabin until between 11 and midnight each night. One night, when I went to the bathroom to get ready for bed, I found two counselors sitting on the floor of the girls' bathroom praying. Not super unusual behavior for a Christian camp, but I must have given them a funny look because they felt the need to explain to me what they were doing. The two of them explained that they thought one of their campers was possessed, (laughs) or at least oppressed, (laughs) by a demon, and they were praying for it to be cast out. I think I mumbled something along the lines of, that's nice, and <laughs> proceeded, <laughs> then proceeded to brush my teeth and head back to my cabin. <laughs> that's nice. <laughs> Good luck. Uh, <clears throat> uh, fast forward to around 3.30 in the morning. I wake up and have to use the restroom, so I groggily drag myself out of the cabin and toward the bathrooms. As I swing open the door, I think I can hear chanting, but I'm not entirely sure because my mind is still in a sleepy haze. That is, until I trip over something lying on the ground. In a sudden half-sleep panic, my sandals and socks, dear God, (laughs) my sandals and socks clicking wildly against the ceramic floor and my heart now racing. I regained my balance and now realized the chanting was not all in my head. You see, I didn't trip over something but someone. The two girls from before were still in the bathroom in the same spots, chant praying about exercising a demon. (sighs) My gosh. So I'm just going to do some quick math. God needs them so much. And he needs them for so long to really just get this working. Okay, also, how uncomfortable and smelly to sit in the bathroom. Yeah. In the same spot for three hours. You suppose they're like, let's stand up for a minute. Okay, um, they didn't acknowledge me whatsoever the entire time I was in the bathroom, even though I had tripped over one of them. I listened to them mumble pray the whole time I was in there. As I walked back down to the, <laughs> the dark path to my cabin, I half expected the wind to pick up and lights to start flickering as a telltale piercing screech echoed through the cloudless night as the demon was finally sent howling back to hell by the power of Jesus and adolescent (laughs) prayer. But unfortunately, I reached my cabin before anything cinematic happened and promptly fell back asleep. The next morning as I was hanging out with other lead counselors. (laughs) Oh, that's cool. I know. Uh, Um, Staff. Waiting for our weekly training session to start. I overhear a few of them saying that they walked in on the same scene I had witnessed. I, for some reason, did not even think about telling my superiors about this occurrence, even with someone's soul potentially at stake. But a few of my peers with the spiritual gift of actually doing their job (laughs) recounted the whole tale to us and the camp directors. Two girls ended up getting in trouble for staying up all night and leaving their campers alone. They left them alone? Oh, my God. Uh, I really wish a kid reported them or did something wrong or, like, 
Yeah, the cabin starts burning and, down. And they're like, where are the counselors? Where are the counselors? <laughs> and you can hear them getting reprimanded. But we are casting out a demon. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out the possessed girl in question was actually just an angsty teenager who didn't want to listen to her counselors. And apparently that behavior was enough to warrant the suspicion of demon possession. Of course. Because <laughs> that's the only logical thing right. you can come to. Oh, they uh, have a spirit of, yeah. <laughs> the Jezebel spirit. Mm-hmm. Uh, now that I've deconstructed and am now on the fringes of Christianity, it amazes me how often we blame the devil and demons for normal behavior, especially when it's a behavior we deem unbiblical, like anger or disobeying your parents. Because, yes, I had another instance later on when I worked <laughs> at a church where a coworker told me he and his wife thought their two-year-old might have a demon because oh she was acting like a two-year-old. Oh, God. Ah, Shit. God is all powerful, yet we seem to give the devil a lot more power most of the time. Just one of the many things that made me start to rethink everything, and now I embrace the scary abyss of the secular world. Anyway, thanks for the podcast. It's hilarious, and maybe I can conjure up some more camp and church memories down the line. For now, I think most of them have been exercised, just like that <laughs> demon at church camp. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, please do send them. I mean, you and I remember... <laughs> Some of the things that happened at camp, but I uh, know, but there were there were guys in our our youth group who were such turds, and no one did anything about exercising their demons. No, no. Well, no. we were Baptists. We didn't believe any of that was like really in the world, actively working. We just, <laughs> you know, ours was more about the rules and the this and that. But I do remember when that one girl got chiggers. And do you remember that? I don't know what a chigger is. A chigger is a tiny red bug, I think. Um, So, and they sort of, they grab onto your skin in different dark areas that you have. So, all I know. Wait, dark areas that you have? You mean like under. The story goes. Things that don't get to the sunlight? Yes. That the counselor's like, okay, I think we got a girl with chiggers. She goes in there, and then she comes out, and she looks, and she goes, I think we're going to need a razor. And I was just (laughs) busted up laughing because, hey, we're going to have to do some shaving. Um, Yeah, chiggers. They are nasty. Look them up. Okay. You did look them up? No. Oh, good. Telling people, look them up. Look up chiggers. Yeah, please send us pictures I'm not allowed to touch the looking up mechanism of my computer while we're doing That's the right. podcast. That's right. Bonnie gets distracted, and then she's laughing at things <laughs> that aren't at the right timing of when I'm talking, so I know she's not listening. Um, chiggers. Okay. This sounds dirty. All right, love. You ready for mine? <gasps> Is this Russell Brand? <laughs> It's Harry Styles. Okay, so this is from Tim, and I know Tim a lot from Instagram. Lovely chap. And he'd been telling me he was going to write. He's from Edinburgh, and (laughs) I thought this would be Bonnie's treat. Okay, he said, here's my story. 
I've also changed the names of the people in this story to protect them somewhat. Optional, <laughs> read in your best British accent. <clears throat> so here we go. Hi, Karen and Bonnie. Firstly, thank you so much for your wonderful show. I'm going back and forth. I did You're British. Australian I'm, first. And then I'm doing Southern. Okay. And for giving us a space in which to feel normal again. And that was my poet accent. Okay. <laughs> so here's my British accent. My story takes us back. Oops, damn it. That's Australian again. My, how do you do one again? How do I do a Cockney accent? Do Kate Beckinsale. Okay. My story takes us back five years to the English city of Bath. I had recently moved from London to Bath for a new job, one to which I felt God had called me. Lol. I was lodging with a wonderful lady. <laughs> Lol. <laughs> I was lodging with a wonderful lady, Claire, with whom I had connected through one of the churches in Bath. It was one of those independent, quote, we're going after a Bethel culture ones. Ew. Loved it at the time, though. One evening... Let me pause right here. What kind of church lets a guy lodge with a lady? So you can probably still lodge and not be, like, living together. Maybe it's like a landlordy situation. Okay, so there's no he said lodge. He didn't say moved in. He okay. didn't say fornicate. So I'm not sure, but we would like, um, Tim, if you could write in with a <laughs> recounting of all your exactly sexual encounters <laughs> from puberty on, then we'll, we'll be able to do it. If you could give us a diagram of the sleeping situation. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, good. Um, one evening... Damn it, get out of my head, Liam Hemsworth. One evening, Claire had invited her friends, Josh and Ruby, over to play Settlers of Catan, that, cla that Christian classic cult board game. I Have you heard of that? I looked it up. It's okay. not Christian-based, but I did find a whole blog accidentally from a guy who says that he doesn't play it anymore because the devil gets hold of him through competitiveness. There you go. <laughs> but from <laughs> what I can see, it's sort of a, like, half-assed game of risk where you're, like, trying to take over different lands and have, you know, okay. things. I don't know. Josh and Ruby were the pastors of the church's youth group, and though they were nice enough, you get a weird vibe from people sometimes, don't you? Hey? And these guys were giving me all the vibes. For instance, <laughs> Josh was the kind of youth pastor, and this is what I want to know. My husband's Australian. When they taught them how to say ours... <laughs> Did they just point to the R's in England and Australia and just make no noise? 
for the kids <laughs> to emulate. Although my husband does say tuna like tuner, so that the R's, they come up. All right. For instance, Josh was the kind of youth pastor that would always feel the need to remind us that his wife wasn't any old wife. Nay, rather she was his hot wife. Gross. Inappropriate. (laughs) Then there was that time when he took me out for fellowship and ice cream and made me pay for the ice cream myself. (laughs) Is it just me or isn't the pastor supposed to buy you free stuff? Damn right. (laughs) Ruby, on the other hand, was one of those people who liked to call the Holy Spirit simply Holy Spirit, as if he was her best mate or something Wait, or something. And they were on first name terms. And she was also the, quote, daddy God type. (laughs) Okay, when do you talk about the Holy Spirit? I guess maybe when you're praying. So, yeah, again, as Baptists. Maybe you could come in here and. Yeah, (laughs) Holy Spirit was shit to the Baptists. We did not care for him, did not. That's not true. We talked about it. But we didn't pray to him or get filled with him. So he wasn't, uh, you know, he wasn't there all the time. But, you know, once... I would also say that I have noticed in the British uh, language, they eliminate the article the. Like, oh, are you in hospital this weekend? Yeah, yeah, that's the you know, same. So maybe, maybe that was all that that was, Liam. Um, Tim. Tim. <laughs> and Tim's British, so he would know. Now I'm back to being Pollyanna. Okay. Now you're Cockney. <laughs> but um, so the daddy God thing is a disgusting habit that's like uh, that familiarity and it brings Father God down to like, you know, he's my daddy. He's my loving, you know. That f- I'm going to commit my gross. purity to him at a ball. Right. Yep. Uh, okay. So there we were, sitting around the dining table playing Catan when Ruby piped up to say that Josh had recently received a free Apple Watch from a friend. Then these immortal words <laughs> followed. <laughs> Josh has apple favor. Favor with an O and a U. Let me spell out for you exactly what that meant. Ruby and Josh believed that one of the ways God showed his love for Josh, a self-professed lover of the Apple brand, was by sending him free Apple products. I shite you not. I asked Ruby how she had come to that conclusion, and she said that it wasn't the first time Josh had mysteriously been gifted something like this. Apparently, he had once also received an iPad through unusual means. So naturally, the only explanation was that Daddy God was going out of his way to give this middle-aged 21st century guy the latest in 21st century technology. Oh, my God. Oh, Daddy God, you're so good to me, but I'm not going to buy you an ice cream. (laughs) You're on your own, Tim. (laughs) Timmy. 
Now, I can't precisely remember exactly how the conversation proceeded from this point. However, I do remember expressing my skepticism that God would do such a thing. I like to say, do such a thing. (laughs) What about Christians in developing countries? Is God giving them the latest iPhone? If not, does Mm. that mean he doesn't love them? Maybe they haven't found favor with God. To this, Josh gave that stock response that every Christian gives when they feel caught out and unable to intellectually engage with an idea that goes against, against their precious beliefs. You can't limit God. A couple of years after this, once Ruby and Josh had moved to Canada and I had left the church <laughs> because it was totes cray, A picture popped up on my Instagram feed. It was of Josh sporting some some swanky new Apple iPods. Beneath it was a caption from Ruby. Quote, look who just won some new AirPods at the mall. No prizes. (laughs) No prizes for guessing what the hashtag was. Hashtag. God gives. Hashtag. Apple favor. (laughs) Oh, my God. So this was like a real belief in YWAM, too. Like that whatever your specific needs and likes and desires were, that God takes note of those. Remember when, like, you could buy a wallet and in it came this card and it was a weird card. You wrote your name on it, but you also <laughs> ra- wrote like your hat size, your glove right. size, <laughs> your spouse's like neck circumference. <laughs> like, I guess if you're going shopping, this right. was the concept, you know, that God would pay special attention to just These wait. were wallets, by the way, that we procured probably <laughs> in the five and dime that had not been <laughs> updated with new inventory I'm, in 20 years. And, you know, I seriously still remember that from like even in newish purses in the late 80s. And I'd be like, what, what, what's my hat size? <laughs> hat size. What, how, who's wearing gloves? Um but yeah, that this would be My specific. parents have not given me the tools <laughs> to be an adult. <laughs> Who to got this cotillion purse for me? Um, the, but this reminds me of the Instagram feed. And I think we talked about this before. Preacher's sneakers. Mm-hmm. And... Let me see. They have their own website, I'm pretty sure, but they, it says their little motto is the Lord works in mysterious colorways. And they just pretty much put pictures of pastors that are on TV or their videos in their fancy ass sneakers. So they just put some, and I mean, they tag the pastor too. So this last person that they just put on there said, this is a standard flex. He's wearing the Nike Air Fear of Gods uh, that he got at (laughs) somewhere. But (laughs) Where do you get those? It's 
not really what they're called, I don't think. But um, they're, no, no, they are Nike Air Fear of God. Okay, <laughs> I've got to look into this. But they Did retail. you just look that up on the Google? They retail for at least $350. Um, what? And No. Yeah. The only thing that should retail for that much are like old school Air Jordans that are red and black. Oh, Bonnie. Oh, Bonnie. What? God, I couldn't even lodge with a lass like you. You know nothing about current <laughs> shoes. Lodge. Um, there's another one. I that don't, was a verb. I don't know who Stephen Furtick is. Oh, no, he's a Bethel guy. <laughs> but he was caught wearing the Nike Dunk Low off-white pine green that um, sell for... You know, again, around 200 uh, or I, I think these are all, um, what is the word? Expired? No. Extinct? Discontinued? Discontinued? Yes. But like collector's ones. So this Oy. place gets like, how much do they sell for now? And it says right. $510. So, yeah. preacher sneakers. <clears throat> It also has um, belts on there. But I didn't think they wore belts. So Our, our youth pastor always wore sends of belts <laughs> This guy, David Crank, um, he has his hands Crank. raised in the air. He's a pastor. And his caption says, raise a hand, but the emoji hand, if you're choosing faith over fear today. And he is wearing a Gucci belt that costs four hundred and thirty dollars. It's fake. I hope so. Everybody has those stupid belts. I'm hoping so. But <laughs> yeah, Preacher's Sneakers is a great one to follow. All, All right. right, I'm gonna go look for it. Okay. Oh wait, I have another letter. Bonnie, let's You ready? Bring it on home, sister. Bring it on home. All right, this is from Carissa. She says, <gasps> do not use my name. I'm kidding. <laughs> it's always fun. Is it Carissa Hi, the Karen. artist? <clears throat> I think so. Okay. I don't know. Uh, you don't know says, the Hi. people like I know the people, Bonnie. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, it says, Hi, Karen and Bonnie. I've been listening to your podcast for a while, and I really enjoy it. That's so nice. It and is. always a surprise. So thank you. <laughs> um Listeners are just the best. Thank you, guys. I know. I anyway. love recording in like this vacuum because I really feel most of the time no one's going to hear this. And that's probably good <laughs> to think like that. <laughs> it is good. Um, okay. She says, I've been racking my brain for a good story to send in, and I think I've got one. I grew up in a Presbyterian church in the late 90s and early 2000s that my parents had been members of before I was born. My mom is an organist currently employed by the church, and my dad volunteers as a deacon or elder. I went to a youth group at the church that met every Wednesday night. Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh. It's like we can't do any other night. Right. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Uh, they had one for high schoolers and one for middle schoolers, the way it should be. Um, <laughs> we don't want them learning about you know, terminology All of sex, sex that we shouldn't. That we learned. <laughs> That's right. 
Um, the way the night would go is we would play fun games and eat junk food for the first half of the night and then would gather for the youth leader to have a talk with all of us about <laughs> Jesus in the second half of the night. I later realized they would purposefully do this to trick everyone who came, thinking it was just a place for teens to hang out and have fun until they brought out the God and Jesus talk. <laughs> oh, we wouldn't always. T- oh, here it comes. We wouldn't always talk about sexual purity, but I remember one time the youth group leader passed around a bottle of soda for all of us to drink and pass it around. When it got to the end of the circle, the youth group leader said the remaining liquid was backwash from everyone who drank oh, from the bottle. Gross. And said that sexual purity worked the same way. Oh my. Basically, God. that you would be tainted from everyone you had sex with. Not only did she use backwash in a soda bottle <laughs> as a metaphor, but also mentioned the t- Horn remains of a cake that was brought, comparing unwanted leftovers to not wanting someone who was passed around to a lot of sexual partners. Uh-huh. My God, can you imagine doing that to cake? <laughs> I would cake also... Cake is so lovely. I hate to say, but I mean, you're in high school and you're drinking yeah. a liquid and then it's compared to sex and... And you're... And you're Private part. You liquids. feel, yeah, violated. Yeah. I would probably barf right there, depending who had drunk it before me. And how much cake you had eaten. <laughs> yeah. um, she says, I thought this was normal for so long until I mentioned it to my therapist, who looked at me utterly terrified. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, yeah. I've deprogrammed myself since I grew up and have learned all the harmful ways that churches teach about sex. But looking back, I see how ridiculous it was. The youth group leader had us spread germs to prove a point. Yeah, exactly. Uh, COVID it up. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I wonder That's how so... youth groups are dealing with this. Oh, I know. Uh, yeah, I'm but sure. I, I seem to remember something about backwash. I do like too, that. and I'm hoping that... It's probably exactly this. <laughs> I just remember that the guys in our youth group had this, like, running... It wasn't a joke. They... You know when you had a small bit of knowledge that could have been true or might not have, (laughs) but you felt very powerful talking about it constantly. And this one was, if you drink Mountain Dew, then you can't um, spit or hack up a loogie. And so (laughs) they would get Mountain Dew and then try and, like, get Flim to come up and they couldn't. And they're like, see, see, it can't be done. Let, let's go tell Jeff. Wow. Come on. Hey, Jeff, Jeff, <laughs> can you? And I mean, this would go on for hours. And then they'd just pull another guy in and, you know. And then uh, lead, leading me to one more, you know, story about spit. I, we've talked about this before, how we had a friend who would dip, do, do like chewing tobacco and when we went to the movies, he would keep his spit in a bottle. Uh, yep, yep, yep. And screw the top on. And um, somebody, another guy friend of ours, I think, was like, I can't believe you let him put your spit bottle in your purse. <laughs> and the, the top is screwed on. That makes no difference. 
Bonnie. That's <laughs> this is bottle. how you are used. You are just thrown around <laughs> from one to the other, spitter. That's right. <laughs> Taking spit bottles in my purse. <laughs> Oh, please send us any more of your true funny stories. We have a few in our inbox that I can't wait to get to. And um, I've also opened some that I've gotten excited to read to only find out there's someone trying to market um, their, (laughs) I, I mean, there's some legitimate ones, but there's you know, people doing their own projects sort of really good, but I'm getting some spam ones these days that are like really oh, I thought like, you were going to tell about products they were trying to market, yes. like flat irons and... Nothing that good, no. This is like, <laughs> let me help you boost your outreach to get more customers. Right. <sighs> what do you think well, we are? <laughs> If you sit on the ground of a disgusting bathroom at camp with me, maybe we could demonize or expel their demons. Get them out of your inbox. Oh, that's nasty. If they pour Mountain Dew on the bottom of the bathroom, (laughs) could they then? All right. That's all we've got. Um, write in about how great my accent was and legitimate. And I kept picturing, uh, what's her name? The Kate Beckinsale. No, I couldn't picture her because I didn't want it to be too much like myself. Um, <laughs> Nanny McPhee lady. I kept picturing Aww. her. <laughs> all right. Uh, that's all right, it. Well, thanks, you guys. Those were awesome. Uh, Bonnie, you never told us what you did if you friended the the Sunday school teacher. Oh, no, I did not. Did you hit, though, delete, or are you just letting it hang? I don't even look at who asks to be my friend until, you know, every few weeks. So I don't know what I did with it. I probably didn't do anything with it. All right. All right. What happens when you delete it? It, it just do stops showing up. No. Just oh. stops showing up. I think... I think. Or it could be well, that they part. go and they're like, wait, I thought I'd already asked her to be my friend. And Well, you know. I suppose the fun scandalous part is I'm friends with her husband. <gasps> oh, chicka, wow, wow. Wow. That was Does he still have a G music? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> He's not Bob Chicka Wow. I'm sorry. No. No. no, they're very nice people. Very. Just very. All right. They are. See ya. That's not a lie. See you next week. Bye. Adios. Bye.